Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? 
What's Hood Hoodies? Welcome to another Thursday night. This is Paranormal Hood Live Radio. We are live and direct in the <clears throat> excuse me, God of Knowledge Studios. I am your host, Jiggy. Come on, spit out your nickname over there. It's Rev. Rev J over there. Matter. And of course, my co-host will be joining us through, you know, life's happening. You got to take care of life first. But we're live, people. What's good? What's good? What's good? Or rather, what's hood? What's hood? What's hood? Good to see everybody on YouTube. What's up, Chuck Ferraro? Thank you for joining us so early. I'm glad everybody's jumping in early because we're going to have a cool show tonight. Not only is a friend here back joining us again, getting chill, you know what I'm saying, in the studio. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, good to have you back, bro. Thank good you. to have you back. You know what I'm saying? Always good to hang out. Yeah, like I said, you know, we, we have fun around here. We do it like no others here in the studio. But, yes, tonight uh, we have a special guest who, after we do our little thing here in the first hour, will be joining us. Uh, Natasha's a person who I got. I'll talk a little bit more about it later, but she does a great podcast called Mysterious Forces, uh, which is awesome. I'm a fan. I listen to it. She actually interviewed me, too, but again, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And I do a proper introduction for her. So please join us at the 9 o'clock hour with our guest. It's going to be a great conversation about all the shit that we talk about here, paranormal and stuff. Uh, I definitely know that she's a, a great person to talk about this stuff. I had a great conversation with her. It's cool to meet her. Um, so we're going to do the news, you know how we do and we play some music for you. And like I said, we'll have the guest on, and we'll talk about and we'll talk with her. Then we have the last one segment where uh, she wants to still hang out. She can hang out with us, and you guys can talk, ask questions. The chat's always popping. Anybody who's listening via blog talk anyplace else, I highly suggest that you go and have our YouTube experience. Uh, the chat is always awesome there. <clears throat> and you get to sit there and watch me smoke. Smoking, smoke, y'all are smoking there. For some reason, people like to watch us smoke. But that's those things. We don't mind doing it for you. So, again, I tell you, go over to YouTube and enjoy the YouTube experience. It's fucking awesome. You also have the ability this week, as last week, we didn't do it through call in. Uh, if you have any questions for our host, I mean, for the host or a question for our guest tonight or at some point, you know, just want to talk. I always suggest, too, if you want to be in the call queue, you should get in the call queue early because what happens is as we get close to the end of the show, it doesn't allow you to get into it. So, folks who may have a question at the last blunt segment or something like that, where we can actually talk, you know, actually get more interactive with the chat, that's the best way to do it. So, the number is 563-999-3033. Jump in there early, and then you're already in there. And then when you're ready to talk, just press 1. And just for any chance, sometimes if you're in there for a while, it automatically puts you up there. If for some reason you hear it say, you know, you're now on the host queue, just press 1 and take you out of there. And then when you're ready to talk, press 1, right? Sounds complicated, but it's fucking simple. It's just a bunch of ones, you know? One, 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 because it's public enemy number one. So, so it's, you know, public enemy, the public enemy number one. Five, oh, said three. And I don't know. Did I tell me they never really had them? But it's the wax of the Terminator Expo. And they got me in the cell because the record they sell. Cause, all right, never mind. They don't know nothing about that. I know you know about that, Rev J. Maybe. What you know? You know about the enemy? The public enemy number one? I know public enemy. I'm going to tell you. Two things. One, the first time I ever heard a Public Enemy song, yeah. it was, uh, uh, yes, The Rhythm, The Rebel. I can't remember the song. Um, but they had that crazy noise. Yeah. And I remember hearing it from a distance. I didn't hear the rap. I just heard this crap. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Like, is somebody, like, you know, fucking rubbing? It sounded almost like nails in a chalkboard. Yeah. And then finally I got introduced, like, heard, and I was like, oh, shit, like, these brothers are fucking serious. Yeah. But here's a little fact in history. I was a rapper. It's one of the first things I started doing. 
One of the groups we got to open up for, Public Enemy. Pretty legit. Shea Vu. Shea Vu Bottom. Skating Rink in Boston. We got to open up for Public Enemy. So it was pretty fucking dope. It was March 16th. I don't remember the year because that's Flavor Flay. It was Flavor Flay's birthday. I believe that's the date. But I don't remember the year. But yeah, we opened up for Peaky. What do you say? I don't know about this motorcycle. I just know we hung out. They were cool as fuck. You know, they were in the beginning of their careers, kind of too. <clears throat> we were rappers. We got to open up for them. So it was pretty fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of cheeky experience, dude. Dude, I have a ton of them. Yeah. I talk about them all the time. That's, well, yeah. One thing I can say is what brought me here and what got me here has been a crazy fucking journey, but yeah. I have been blessed to have, like, you know, done security mm. and been on the road with, you know, most artists that you could think of, a lot of rappers. I mean, some from fucking Biggie before. Biggie was opening up for Craig Mack. That's how early in his career it was. Yeah. Wu-Tang, I remember picking up Wu-Tang, run DMC. I'd go to New York, pick up all these groups, and we would bring them back and forth between yeah. New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, all this shit. So it's a ton of them. Athletes, ra- uh, basketball yeah. players, football players, everything. And just some people who cool, people with money. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, my new client is really cool. Can't really talk about him, but he's a cool motherfucker. So, yeah. So, <laughs> 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 hey, I'm just saying, you know, I've been blessed. That's, uh, I do say one yeah. I've definitely been blessed. But, that's true, man. So. Just sharing that with you folks. You know, Jiggy's had a crazy, fun, fun history. I've yeah. partied with the best of you, too. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, but I said, all that stuff is what, you know, through all that is what brought me here. All yeah. that craziness. and Molds you, know. you, melts you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everything, me, though, huh? Growing up in those streets, though, I'll tell you, growing up in the streets of Boston, I still, all the shit that happened to me happened mostly in yeah. clubs, like the bad shit, yeah. all that behind all that shit, clubs and concerts and bodyguards yeah. and shit. Insane. Wild, man. Yeah, but I mean, I grew up in the wild yeah. streets of Boston. I wasn't no gangster, yeah. but I did some crazy, stupid, you know, shit that most teenagers yeah, did back then. Little, you know? <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. But all the other shit happened. But here I am, and that's why we are here every Thursday night, because all that crazy shit, it gives me the story and opened up my my brain, had to explode to open up the brain to work, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. It took me down that path, the paranormal path. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you open up that first door that Yep. <laughs> but once that motherfucker's open, you're like, shit, what did yeah. I get myself into? If you don't get spooked from it, um, you stick with it. Dude, it's crazy. I'm so, uh, again, I, I stress this over and over and over again. I cannot state this enough that these <laughs> human beings, this flesh and bones, is scarier yeah. than anything that I mean. I've encountered some some, some demon <laughs> shit, all kinds of shit. I've never even told the whole story about it. I wasn't yeah. going to do a show about the house in Boston. That's just what I'm going to call the fucking show. And I'll let it all out. But <clears throat> I haven't counted. But the evilest shit I've seen is what man is capable it's of people. doing. Yeah, man. No doubt. It's just seeing every day, like, you. Like, what they did, what? And who did, and how, what? Yeah. And it's like, not, you know, turn on the news in here. You know, a group of ghosts went down and, you know, attacked somebody and raped them. Or a group of ghosts went and sh- shot up a mall or anything. You don't hear that. Yeah. You know, you hear about what human beings are capable of doing. And it's sad to say, yeah. and especially because, I don't know, I thought as I got older, <clears throat> as the world seemed to get smarter, yeah. that we would get smarter and grow closer, whereas the world, as we have grown closer in the sense that, <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry, folks, my throat kind of tapped tonight. Um, we've grown closer in the sense of communication. We've grown closer in a sense of community as far as, you know, you get to kind of see and talk to and know how the other half lives and how people around the world live. The world has grown smaller in that sense, but as it's grown smaller, you still see the same chaos, the same disorder, the same hate, a lot of the same old ways that just don't seem to want to disappear. And I can tell you, I would have never thought 
first of all, I never thought I'd be alive at yeah. 48 years old, but I never thought the world would kind of be the way it is. And I still see a lot of good, yeah. and there's a lot of change as far as too, because you see a lot of people who are coming out like buckets, like, you know, I'm going to take a stand, yeah, no you know, doubt. start spreading light, a lot of light workers and stuff, but it's still weird. It's kind of like, I always say it's bizarre world. Yeah, it is, but, you know, I look at it, I look at humans, you know, we, the, the higher you get in intelligence, and I think, I think it's a uh, kind of standard is the more you get intelligent, sometimes the more that you get to think of yourself or evolve and get better and better. And, you, you know, there's other races and stuff like that. And, you know, people start making this kind of competition. I think that's, you know, becoming intelligent is a gift, but it's also, you know, every time there's good, there's always going to be something bad that occurs from that, you know. So it's the yin and the yang factor, the good, the bad, you know. Everybody has the good streaks, and then they hit that bad streak, and then they get back on the good streak again. So, you know, humans are like that, but, you know, we there's a lot of violence within our culture and uh, a lot of crazy stuff, but we got to look at, as well, other life forms. You know, look at look at monkeys or uh, what people say that we've evolved from in macroevolution standards <laughs> is, you know, monkeys have wars. They're very territorial. If another monkey, like a freaking tribe comes into another monkey's tribe, they fight. It, but they you, know, you watch Discovery Channel and stuff like that. So, yeah, humans are more intelligent, but sometimes that intelligence is not much as a gift that you believe it to be. Yeah, sometimes. it could be a curse because they're yeah. intelligent. We invent all these ways. Stupid and ways to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's create a nuclear bomb, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's a great idea. Let's make guns. Let's make whatever. If not so, guns, let's make yeah. fucking swords. Let's make... Knives, yeah. let's make axes. Let's very make territorial being. Bow and know? arrows, crossbows. We went from hunting uh, species to hunting ourselves and killing ourselves because originally it was to hunt other things. But, oh, no doubt, man, right? It is what it is. <laughs> All right. All right, folks, so we won't stay preaching tonight, even though the Rev is with us. Rev J. We're just in the beginning. But, yes, anybody who's new to the show, if you're listening for the first time, I'm going to explain how things work. We do a little segment of news. We play some music, and like I said tonight, we have a special guest who will be joining us. We're going to be talking to Natasha about all things paranormal. I uh, ask you if you want to know a little bit about her before she actually comes on. Go look up Mysterious Forces Live. It's Mysterious Forces, Natasha Nix, N-Y-X-X. I hope I'm saying that last name right. My brain surgery, BS. You know, she can correct me if I'm wrong. But you can go look up some stuff uh, just so you know who she is. Give her a follow. She's growing on social media. Again, she's got an incredible podcast. She's already got some hard-hitting guests on there and stuff. So take a minute, familiarize yourself with her, let her know that, you know, you going to check her out so she knows it's paranormal sensitive. Ah, fam, her way. What's up, Bruce Willis? What's up, Crucify Robin Hood? Chuck Ross, see you up in there. Bruce Willis, good to see you, brother. Oh, man, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis is a big fan. Die hard, man. Die hard, that's what I'm saying, I'm trying to get him to put me in the next movie, like, yo, can Yeah, I right? Is movie? it called McLean? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be... End it. No, I die. Like, <laughs> they should just be die uh, harder or something. No, no just I die. He's going to fake his death and shit, and he's going to join Space Force and shit, and next thing you know, they're going to make a movie called I died hard in space. Like, die hard on the Mars and shit. Yeah, he's going to join oh, Space Force. And instead of Bruce Willis, Vin Diesel or something. Oh, dude, that's what they need to do, like the Expendables and shit. Like, like Expendables meets die hard in space. Yeah, right? I'll oh, be right. back. No, you won't, motherfucker. Right. It'd be like uh, Jason, uh, Jason X, man. What a terrible oh, God. movie. That was one of the worst movies ever. Like, no one wanted to see Jason in space on a spaceship oh. killing people. It's just dumb. It was like, if anything, just crash the fucking spaceship, you know? Oh like, God. seriously, just crash. Well, they even but take they, him up there. Listen, the whole, like, the whole Jason thing still, oh. 
once Jason was dead, fuck putting something around his neck. Jason is getting everything cut off, every fucking appendage, everything, and that shit is going to be buried all throughout the fucking planet. If Jason wants to come back together, it's going to take him years to come back together. By that time, I'm going to be fucking dead and gone, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. But, but then, then another generation has uh hey, that's Jason not, that's on not my problem. Hey, I, I, I did my thing. Y'all better figure out and do what I do. Just yeah. cut up everything and bury it all over the earth in random fucking places. Yeah, right. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Like an arm there, an arm there. In fact, you know what? Throw Jason in a motherfucking volcano. Like an active volcano. That's all you got to do. Jason ain't coming back from that. I'm sorry. Jason ain't coming back from a volcano, I know. Hey, man, he beat Freddy, though, and uh, he could have went in the dream. I know. They did that, and then they did Alien Predator. They were supposed to do other ones, like uh, Michael Myers versus... Jason. No, no. Not Michael Myers versus Jason, yeah. No, but it was supposed to be... Uh, two other ones, too. I forget which one it is. Michael Myers is Halloween, right? The Halloween, yeah. But he was supposed to, like, something weird, like Hannibal Lecter or some shit or whatever. They ah! were just, like, these crazy fucking crosses. But, okay, whatever. Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, awesome. He would get destroyed by Michael Myers, man. I think that. Maybe not. Oh, he would I don't have eaten his kidney with a nice, uh, his liver with a nice stuff. The uh, father beans and a candy. <laughs> <laughs> So we spend some time down here each night pretty much so those folks know who's checking our little random YouTube pop-ons. And we do a ton of research, and we're doing research about everything. YouTube, news, whatever, radio, uh, whatever source we could find. But what we're looking for is that weird, that strange, that odd, that different, that not necessarily mainstream news. That news could be here on Earth. And yeah, I said Earth, motherfuckers. We like to say Earth, okay? Maybe it's up to the moon. We were behind me. You see Michael Jackson up there. He's performing on the moon tonight. He should be going on a little while. <laughs> or maybe it's up to Mars, the supposed red planet, which I will get to touch before I die, before I leave here. I'm going to go to Mars, okay? Before I leave this suit, I'm going to Mars. Somehow, okay? See my mother, cook a brother up. Or maybe it's somewhere beyond, some place that I haven't heard of, that you haven't heard of, something we don't know anything about. But if it's out there and it's making the news, even that hard to find news, we're going to find it and we bring it to each Thursday night on the segment of the show that we like to call Smoking Paranormal News. But right now, Smoking is enjoying the show, taking care of life. So, Metaphor is going to help, and I'm going to film, we're going to jump back and forth and throw some news in here for you. So, Menti, folks, what goes on in the power number? Universe, Omniverse, Multiverse, Verse Simmons, uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason, all those verses. What goes on? Come on. Hit me with your best shot. I want to hit the news. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. National Soul Observatory shut down. Uh-oh. Let's see what happened there. Um, <laughs> the National Soul Observatory in Sunspot, New Mexico, was evacuated and closed down by the FBI last Thursday, September 6, 2018, along with the local USPS office due to unexplained security reasons. Shady. Okay. <laughs> 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 the 
entire facility has been surrounded by police tape and techs working at the observatory were contacted who said it was a secrecy risk area and we were told to leave. And don't come back until we were told to leave. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. They're like, get out. <laughs> 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 a statement was made by the Otero County Sheriff. The FBI is refusing to tell us what's going on. We've got people up there in the observatory um, that requested us to stand by while they evacuated. Nobody will really elaborate on any of the circumstances as to why. The FBI were up there. What their purpose was, nobody could say. The OTS also said there are Black Hawk helicopters circling overhead and that crews were on towers and around antennas and added that the sheriff's office is not part of the investigation. Hmm. Ron Spurgeon, a spokesman with the USPS, right now what we're told is that they temporarily evacuated the area. We haven't been told why or when that expired. Why would the post office have intel? Do they can't deliver the mail? No, 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 no. They have, um, they have a USPS office in Saudi Arabia. Oh. And when they shut it down and evacuated, they had to see them. They wouldn't tell them why. Yeah, I would hope they would say. Those would be the last people you want there. Delivering packages, delivering. Yo, guess what's happening in the world, then? <laughs> <laughs> so. um, Is that it? Backup story to this story, folks. You ready? It'd be shocking. But this is true. The story is from September 11, 2018. A massive armada of UFOs emerging out of a giant spiral near the sun. Uh oh. Yeah, let's see where the story has a weird beginning. Excuse me, 
Hill from Salem, Indiana, has photographed something extraordinary near the sun in what can be described as a large dish-shaped UFO as well as a huge fleet of smaller UFOs that accompany the massive dish-shaped UFOs. Wow, it's a whole lot of UFOs in one little fucking sentence right there. <laughs> Gina wrote on her Facebook, September 11, 2018, at 8.02 a.m., Salem, Indiana, this is what showed up in my camera after I took a picture of the sun in the eastern sky this morning from an iPhone 8 with a camera lens adapter. A green circular door-like object is at the center of the vortex wormhole and a serpent snake at the top right above it by a circular disc. I am sure this has a symbolic meaning with the snake and the disc. Okay, pictures and video are on my timeline, she continued. Besides, in the two videos here in here and here, okay, Gina talks about the massive UFO disc and the fleet of smaller UFOs. If the objects in the images are not lens flares or object reflections in the lens of the camera, but massive motherships and a fleet of smaller UFOs, then could that be the reason for the sudden shutdown of, of the seven solar observatories? Okay, where was this story? It's not even my reading. So, yeah, so there's a possibility. I don't know how true this is. I don't know how much research can be done. It's clearly one person's picture, but the picture's kind of crazy. You can look it up. I mean, it's on DisclosedTV.com is where I got this information from on Facebook, but I mean, pretty much, I'm sure, on YouTube and stuff. I've seen different people post about this. So whether it's real, whether it's fake, I don't know, but it's kind of a coincidence that whatever whatever reason, these observatories were taken offline quickly, swiftly, and they're not telling anybody why. You got... Agent Orange up here talking about my space force. I'm gonna have the best space force ever. It's gonna dominate. I mean, it's gonna we're gonna you know it's gonna be the best space force that ever been a space force. It'd be better than the air force because it's the space force. You got this dude pushing for space force. You got Musk and all these dudes pushing and stuff. You got rockets being launched. All I mean, they launch rockets on a regular now. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, they're like yeah, so Elon Musk launched the uh, Falcon 77 3.81B yesterday, uh, and everybody got to see it, so don't worry about those reports. We told you guys it's going to happen, but it's like, yeah, okay. we live all the way up here, unless you live down by when they launch it. Most people don't remember that shit. So who knows what's going on, but maybe that does have something to do with the observatory being shut down. Coincidence, man. Coincidence. <laughs> I don't know. Something extra coincidence. Hey, I'm just saying. Oh, you should have, hey, shut it down. Shut it, shut it down. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll find that eventually, eventually they're probably going to either let them back in or if they continue to shut down facilities um, will be the reason, too. Because why these particular facilities? Right? I mean, there's definitely much more powerful facilities than these ones that aren't necessarily controlled by government. I mean, there's a lot. That's probably what they're looking at. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe these seven things were focusing on one particular area or whatever. Because there was also a recent story about, like, some radio bursts or something that they received supposedly a whole bunch of radio bursts so who knows it might be the beginning of the end man who knows let's just hope that the aliens do come and they want to fuck us up that uh like in like water light work maybe or our guns or knives maybe i don't know there might be a secret like a piss on them or some shit you know maybe we can fight back maybe will smith will step up and protect us i don't know if that's gonna happen but uh or maybe the space force will be ready and you didn't even know my space force was so fucking dope you just kind of clubbed out Gibson. He'll throw the water on all of them. I know. I love that movie, though. That was the best shit ever. The water. Like, it was the simplest thing. He told them. They don't much like water. All right, man. You wasn't even prepared. You wasn't going down. No, you wasn't. That's right here. Yeah, that's what she said. 
Are we ready now? <laughs> yeah, wait for you. Okay, teacher in Texas spots odd UFO. An intriguing photo of a potential UFO has been shared online by an elementary school teacher who had kept it hidden for years because he was afraid of being ridiculed. According to the local media report, Marcelino Castillo says it's a strange sighting occurred two years ago while he was en route to Mexico. Um, <coughs> around 30 miles from the border, he was admired, excuse me, he was admiring the sunset and he missed the rectangular glowing object in the sky. Although he initially dismissed the anomaly as merely a plane, the CEO was amazed when he examined the image later, marveling that um, I zoomed in and it was incredible. What makes the story particularly thought-provoking is that unlike so many other UFO witnesses, the CEO wanted no part of any publicity surrounding the image. <laughs> Fearing that people will call him crazy, um, he did not post the image online nor show it to anyone. After a few years of mulling over the strange moment when he may have spotted a UFO, the CEO finally decided to reveal the photo, hoping that his job as an educator would add some credibility to the case. <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, he conceded that even he kept full of UFO photos which appear online in light of all the technology and can I see? It's your screen in your eyes. I know it's not screen. You can do it, come on. I know, I'm trying to find where I was. Fearing that people will call him crazy, he did not post the image online nor show it to anyone. After a few years of mulling over the strange moment when he may have spotted a UFO, the CEO finally decided to reveal the photo, hoping that his job as an educator would add some credibility to the case. I'm not all right. um, to his credit, he conceded that even he is skeptical of UFO photos, which appear online in writing all the technology and photoshopping people do nowadays. However, looking back on his experience, he knew that when it happened to you, bam, suddenly it's not so far-fetched. And while skeptics will likely suggest that UFO is simply a reflection of a reflection on glass, as we saw recently with the case in North Carolina, Castillo's reticence to share the photo for so long seems, at the very least, to suggest that there is a iPhone X like turned upside down, like on a table or something. No. 
I got a good story over here. I got, one. I got a couple over here, actually. I'm a, I'm a huge football fan. Uh, actually, the, the reason the paranormal even kind of began was because we used to get together and watch sports, football, hockey, baseball, basketball, everything. So when they offered us the show, we just kind of originally incorporated with the sports. Like, literally, you'd hear, like, past games and shit on the background. I'm just cheering on the game as we do the show sometimes. But uh, so I'm going to read this story because there's a couple of cool NFL stories in here. Excuse me as I hit the list. NFL kicker enlists psychic for help. In a testament to the superstitious nature of sports, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker recently revealed to reporters that he had been consulting with a psychic to improve his game. Having returned to the team following a rash of injuries and brief stints with another organization, Patrick Murray explained that his time in Tampa Bay may prove to be a success thanks to his work with the media. There are things she has mentioned that I have told nobody, and there are things that she said would happen that have happened. He marveled to the Tampa Bay Times. Aside from the obvious aspect of possibly knowing ahead of time whether or not his kicks will be good, how the psychic helps Murray seems to be more of a matter of the mind rather than by way of anything supernatural. Maybe it's just getting me to talk has helped me, he mused getting stuff off my chest and being able to really kind of feel that positive energy. Unfortunately, the beat writers did not press Murray for any specific insight into the psychic soothsaying skills or predictions for events yet to unfold, so one will have to take the kicker at his word that she is a genuine medium. Maybe she's a small. (laughs) Nonetheless, fans in Tampa Bay may see his surprising consultation as a potential blessing since a litany of injuries to previous kickers on the team have given rise to rumors of some kind of curse hanging over the position. Bum, bum, With that in mind, Murray may have stumbled upon the only person who can truly eradicate such a hex, a psychic medium. Uh, He sounded more like he just needed to go talk to a fucking therapist. Yeah, Matt, I really believe in the, uh, Listen, the mind over the matter thing. Right, and it's, the problem is he said, like, I felt like yeah. I got stuff off my chest. So you basically probably gave yeah. this person every fucking bit of information yeah. they need to know. And then she was like, oh, you're going to win games, you're going to start kicking better, and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And these games will be closed, and it's like this fucking swings and misses and shit. I believe yeah. it. Again, I, I say it all the time. Just no one will take the challenge. Like, yeah. But I believe they're psychics. I don't know about all the mediums. You need to be a fucking psychic. Why does it have to be mediums, extra lodges, all this other shit? Everybody's a fucking empath, but there are some people who have gifts. Yeah. I just think that they are few and far between. Yeah, I think I think everybody has a, a little aspect of 
you know, you call it the sixth sense kind of calls that I guess in some way, but, uh, you know, in that same aspect, there's some, like you said, that are legitimate out there, and there's not a lot of people that are. Like, in that same situation with this guy, I think, you know, that person just was paying, probably paying this person lots of money Mm -hmm. just to overcome a supposed curse, you know, that you probably became the kicker on that team and you heard every kicker that's been on this team gets injured. Yeah, he's probably got bad curses from thinking shit, about yeah. it. He's thinking about it, I'm going to get hurt, and he overcame that, and then, oh, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to be a good kicker. So, well, listen, I hope this man doesn't get hurt, got, though, and prove yeah. her 100% wrong or whatever, but yeah, I guess. I mean, do you, I but know. that's just... I think it was just a suit there. This is an old story, but it's resurfaced again, so I just kind of want to tell it. It's interesting enough. I mean, anything's possible. I just, how did you find this person? I know, you're, right? You're a, see, the thing, too, is when you're a public person, like in your life, like him, you probably got a Wikipedia page. You can go look up a lot of aspects of his life. And then through that, you know, you have so much information to do research. That person could just be spending their fucking days doing a tremendous amount of research and put things together. It's not hard to find out information about yeah. people nowadays. It's just not. And especially if, you're, if that's your talent, if your real talent is sitting on the internet, like, you know, okay, will you leave? Let me kind of think about this and contact the spirits. And you just come back and we'll do some consultations. And during these fucking consultations, you're spending all this money. But this person is just sitting on the fuck up the computer like, okay, yeah. Oh, that house. Oh, they probably even know somebody died in that house. I looked that up. Or something happened on the street and all this type of shit. This is just a problem. It's just a whole lot of... Fucking tomfoolery yeah. and bullshit going on. Well, there's a lot of gullibility out there. Yeah. You know, there really is. You know, everybody's gullible. That's crazy. Listen, about it. the poster right behind you, I want to believe. I don't want I to believe. I do believe. Yeah. I do believe. Like, absolutely, there's no question yeah. about what I believe in this stuff. I just no don't believe for other people. Yeah. It is up to you to believe what you see. It is up I to believe the, what you hear. It's, it's EVPs, all these different things that happen during investigations. I've never said to anybody, this is absolutely what it is. Yeah, I, no said, I know what I hear. Yeah, I said it's plausible. Right. It's, it's, a, it's possibility. a possibility. I know what I hear. Sometimes yeah. it's like, why did this, I hear this here yeah. or whatever? I don't know. You know, And I leave it at that. Some of the stuff, I post little things and yeah. stuff. Like that, but I don't try to shove it down. It's, it's, it's for me. Yeah, no doubt. Through my experience, yeah. I can tell people what happened, what I experienced, what goes on these investigations, what we do, all this type of stuff. But it's more for me. It's for us. No doubt. And you hope that people get to see something and have the experience. Because I do believe. Yeah. You know, but this is a whole lot of all this belief. This is a whole yeah. lot of oh god, fuckery, straight fuckery. Don't go on, go on. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think you're correct on that. You know, I think uh, you have your right to believe, and everybody has their right. You know, I I, I have my uh, belief and opinion on what my theories are within the paranormal and stuff like that. But you know, somebody has another different one. It, it, it it's good to know their opinion, but doesn't have to shape and change your, your beliefs either, you know? Exactly. So a lot, of, a lot of people can't understand that. You know, there's so many people that understand what a ghost is, but <laughs> they have all their different opinion about it, you know? So. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. All right. I'm going to do one more story. One more story. NFL-related. Oh, old story, like I said, it resurfaced again. Uh, and then we'll take a break. NFL star reveals dramatic UFO sightings. In recent interviews, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers revealed that he had a remarkable multiple witness UFO sighting, which may have been connected to fighter jets and a nuclear power plant. 
While appearing on the podcast, You Made It Weird, the superstar athlete opened up about the incident for the first time. According to Rogers, the sighting occurred while he was visiting New Jersey to appear on a television program back in 2005. As he and his friends were finishing dinner, they suddenly heard a strange siren in the distance, compelling them to go outside and investigate. When they looked up at the night sky, they were stunned to see a strange anomaly, which Rogers described as a large orange left-to-right moving object. It's just Daddy in the other room. Go to sleep. I don't know why, but the rest of the story went black. Yeah, I know. Yes, the rest of the story isn't scared for some reason. Wow, they don't want us to know what he saw. Sorry, well, folks. That's I'm a big Green Bay Packers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. Dude, that dude's like, what, freaking Superman you seen last week? Dude, his arm, man. Fuck his arm. That, that, that UFO he saw is probably a football he threw that somehow got into the gravitational <laughs> and he came back. You're saying they had to help him? Well, just so it was you know, a hell of a million, well, right? Well, just so you know, Tom Brady's been cloned. That's a clone. Okay, he got with Giselle. Giselle's father cloned <laughs> the process. And she was like, clone him. I want perfect Tom Brady. I don't know why this is this, this, this Tom Brady's not good for me. Get, get better, Tom Brady. Okay? Duh. Get better. Well, I'm speaking Russian. Like <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'm just saying Tom Brady's. Okay, I've been putting that out there. You can let him know. I don't care what he says. That's why you he call won't. him the goat, because we can call him goat. Oh, hey. Oh. Oh, truth comes out. Oh, man. Uh-oh, chill. We heard us. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. Well, not a quick one. We're going to play a couple of songs uh, get our guests in here uh, via Skype and everything. Like I said, anybody who has any questions, any comments, want to talk to our guests, anything for us at some point, we'll be taking calls. You can call 563-999-3033. Jump in that call queue, and then when you're ready to speak, just press one. Play some music. Enjoy the music. And then we come back, and I'll rock out with Natasha. Mysterious forces. Are you ready? Paranormal Hoodful will be back. Don't go too far, okay? Well, I just got it yesterday. It's really? not done yet. I do all the shading and everything. You got a new ink. <clears throat> so some interesting stories. What is that? Interesting stories. Battle <laughs> Rogers one. <laughs> Man, he has an arm, dude. Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get destroyed though. He's not gonna last the whole year. He's not. He never does. Yeah, but I'm saying. But, so he always comes back. Last year he didn't come back in time, though. Yeah, because he keeps getting hurt. He's going to end his career. Hey, man. He has the biggest contract in the NFL now. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That it's scary how those not, people make that much yeah, money. Yeah, but only the guarantee. Get a member. If he gets injured or anything, they don't, that money's not all guaranteed. The guarantee's all he's guaranteed to get. Even mm-hmm. that sometimes gets. Mm-hmm. They don't get all that. The NFL's the one sport where. All that money that you see in contracts means absolutely nothing in most cases. It's crazy, man. Playing football, $137 million. Shit, basketball's worse. Baseball's getting up there, too. I thought baseball was the highest. Mm, I don't know. No, I think basketball might be up. Really? I think it's basketball now. Google it. Boxing's up there, too, though. Yeah, but boxing is a whole... Well, the Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, but that's... He's the richest athlete. By hands down. Mm. Yeah, he's the, he's, he's 
the richest athlete. He's been on the Forbes athlete. list no, number one for like ten years, bro. He's he's got more money than Michael Jordan. Or maybe yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Dude, he made he, he made. Yeah. Hey. Dude, he made. Can you hear yourself talking? Well, we live. Like Nappy Roots, we never stop going for this shit, man. For real. We always fought for ours, man. But this is all about us achieving our goals, man. DA, never give up, dog. The world needs to hear I'm on the road that seems less scenic. Saying to the world, but don't mean it. I'm forever fighting my demons. Waiting on Christ or something I don't agree with. Rather fight battles right here on Earth. Scars only still hurt. Black rose in the dirt. Just cause I'm black don't mean that it's cursed. Gotta look past the broken English. Never made no one's thesis. But don't tell me nothing about heaven. Tell me how to get my folks out this country. Hey, never give up or even question faith. Fight until you look back in the face. I fight races with grace. So they ride with me at base. Come to the better day and I seen it. Yeah, I seen it clear. Don't let them tell you that the end is near. Never give up or give in the fear. Pantheon leaders, know who it is when you greet us. Join us now, but can't beat us. We was wearing crowns to feed us. Sometimes you find your greatness in the darkness, but destiny will cut you through the blindness. Want to think and make you feel manifested and refined. Seasons pass, life is timeless. Confidence, humble, and kindness. Giving yourself all behind us. Forbidden knowledge for the mindless. Never gave You want the only limitation is your imagination. If it don't work the first time, pick it back up. I never said it's not trials and tribulations. In this cold world, nothing's given. Looking for a handout, you might wait millennia. Everybody will have it if it's that easy. Tell me how you gonna reach for it if you can't see it. If you got a vision, then you better hate it. Or write it down anywhere that you can read it. If you want it to exist, then you gotta speak. You gotta want it so bad, it'll wake you when you sleep. You gotta want it so bad, you will never leave it. And when they say you never get it, then you won't believe it. If you want it, you'll walk up in the coast. Sacrifice a little more, and even if you go without eat, and still never give up. Sometimes you find your greatness in the darkness, but destiny will guide you through the blindness. Wanna think you make it feel manifested in your mind. Life is times, confidence, humble, and kindness. Giving yourself all behind us, forbidden knowledge for the mindless. 
and never gave up. This guy is not the limit. Don't give up. Three in the 
one, one in a three. Might and the power of the Trinity. Call it synergy. Find your energy. Find your inner God and your inner chi. Your divinity. Your identity. Find where you go. What's meant to be. Took a long time to make sense to me. Cause I never get past the discrepancy. But eventually, well, I mentally prepare to take flight and I set to leave. No war, no guns, no bombs, more jobs. Hold on, let's all be strong. More love, no hate, more faith, no fake. Locate your inner gong. More peace, let's be sit feast on concrete seats for way too long. At least the east is reaching out and take us in the bone. Weapon. Live another day to fight again. 
going on vacation? See, the thing is, if you about to be up out this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on? From the interior to the exterior, you got to get your posterior in one of these big-ass planes. Dog, you lay in the cut straight sitting on your ass and getting your drink on and your snack on while we floss and fly this mofo all over this bitch. East coast, west coast, it don't matter. Nia, we'll get you to your hoe and back lickety splits. No shit. Then you be back at your crib chilling with a flat spliff thinking we were some crazy ass angel. Hell, these fat, round, thick-ass vessels run up in the sky so deep, it be crying. Yeah, you thought it was rain. So bring a towel, because at Delta, it's laid out like that. Call one of these fly-ass Delta coochies and make all them punk-ass co-workers of yours catch the vapors as you be off and about. You going? We fly you there. You been? We done already flew up in there. We got you covered like a jimmy hat. At Delta, we loves us some flying, and it be shown like a motherfucker. Peace and love, everybody out there. This is Paranormal Hood. Twenty thousand police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
Alright folks, sorry for backing the break. Welcome, this is Paranormal Hood Live. We're live and direct in the Godman Knowledge Studios. I am your host, G. Smoking. MJ. Metaphor here. G4 us right now. You hear it from your head? I do. Wait a minute, it's metaphor. Oh? Okay. Yeah, make sure it's not the sheet though. Good then? You hear it now? Okay. Okay. Very low. Very low. Check out your volume. You check that before. Let's look at you here. Okay. Now, how's that? You hear it now? Yeah. All right. Here we go. See? This is, welcome to Metaphor's World. Metaphor's World. Metaphor's World. Metaphor's World. Metaphor's World. Like the Zorro World. Everything is just backwards. You better watch it. Yes, we're back, folks. It's Paranormal Live Radio. And tonight we have a special, special guest with us. Uh, I don't know if she's live with us yet, but I just want to explain to you really quick. Uh, I took a trip out to California back, I believe it was June, and I went to contact in the desert. My first time in California for a long, long time. Positive, great energy, positive, great people. And, you know, just walking around and getting to know people in different, different places. I got um, to, to meet Natasha, and she actually sat down with me live there and stuff. That was pretty awesome. But just talking to her and stuff like that and connecting with just like minded people and stuff. And, Feel the positive energy oozing off her. The conversation led down incredible paths and stuff like that. It's just the kind of conversation that Jiggy loves to have. So it was awesome to get to know her. And then she uh, was talking about, you know, obviously using the individual did and stuff, but she was starting a podcast and uh, listening to a podcast. I'm a fan of her work. I'm a fan of the podcast. She's actually had some incredible guests on there in the short time that she's had the podcast. But she's a hard hitter because she does her podcast three nights a week. And, you know, the cool thing is watching the growing pains and stuff like that and everything, but that's what makes it fun because I know I've been there. But hi, Natasha, you there live with us? Uh, yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. A little bit low. I don't know if it's us or maybe your mic might be covered. So sure I think, uh, can you see me? There. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can see you. We want to make sure we can hear you. Okay. I was hoping that this would go through my um, computer and uh, go through that camera, but it only rang on my phone. Gotcha. Never know why. You know, all the technical difficulties, like I said, you know, that's all the time. I don't know if you can turn your volume up on your phone, maybe all the way up. Um, I don't can, can you Can you call me back? I think uh, because my phone rang, and uh, I had Skype on my phone, but it didn't ring in my computer. My microphone hooked up, and all my audio hooked up that way. All right, so, yeah, maybe we'll try that real quick. Well, but I will. But I'm saying, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna say, say where do I smoke? The fact, I, this, the first thing I'm gonna say is where do I smoke this? Does it go right here, or you want me to go outside? So. <laughs> <laughs> of the hill which kind of created some curvature and um, 
So I look to my right and I see something that I thought was on the ground. It was dark. And as I kept looking, it was the tip top of this creature's head and it crested the hill to my right and was running right towards us. And uh, as it ran, I could see its full silhouette. Um, I have no memory of its face at all. It was like I didn't see a face. I saw a silhouette. And, uh, but I could see that its hands um, went, uh, touched a place on its body that's lower down than what is for humans. The hands, the fingertips were touching somewhere below the knee, more like a primate. And uh, as this creature ran towards us, I could hear it inhale and exhale with every running step. It, it wasn't running like a sprint, but it was not walking either. It was a very fast pace towards us. I could hear its breathing, and uh, my friend and I were terrified, and uh, we ran from the spot. And uh, we went back with an adult, and we tried to have someone investigate. And uh, I was so scared that I was literally scared stiff. I, I was terrified and, and uh, could not move. I, I was frozen, stiff as a board. So uh, I then uh, found a book called uh, Monster, Myth, or Man, and that uh, was by Peter Byrne. And uh, there was some information in the back of that book uh, about how to write to the, um, the Bigfoot Research Center, uh, whatever it was at that time. I, it wasn't the BFRO. It, it, this predated that. This was in 1976. And uh, I wrote them a letter, and they kind of uh, brushed me off because my sighting was in the Midwest, and their uh, predominant thinking at the time was that Bigfoot really lived in the Pacific Northwest, and they didn't really accept uh, sightings outside of that area so uh they you know they were like thanks for the letter kid but uh you know we don't think uh that that's what you saw so uh but but that's a very educational moment for me because i knew right then and there that i saw something up close and personal that was real that defied everything that we're taught in school defied everything that we're taught within our families about what the world is and what's in the world, and it just opened up that possibility. And I also knew what it was like, unfortunately, to be a kid and be telling the truth about something and not be believed because you're a kid. And uh, that, that in its own way kind of uh, helped me mature a little bit because I realized that it wasn't really a level playing field. But uh, after that, local library and uh, I checked out all the books on the paranormal that they had over the next couple of years I read everything about poltergeist activity uh, mediumship seances everything they had and uh, just immersed myself in that and I've always had a lifelong interest in that and uh, you know uh, I, I worked in the field of psychology uh, for several years and I've also worked in the entertainment industry and uh, I had been a newspaper reporter at one time. And uh, so all of these skill sets came together. And as I saw people uh, doing shows on YouTube, especially people like you, uh, and uh, seeing what other people were doing, I just kind of thought, you know what, I, I can do that. And so I thought I would throw my hat in the ring. And uh, the concept of my show, Mysterious Forces Live, uh, it evolved over time. Uh, there are comedic elements 
French uh, I want the feeling of the show to be more like a late night uh, TV talk show where it's, uh, you know, you can talk about serious topics, but there's also some poking around and, and making fun of stuff and poking at people with humor, which I find funny. And um, the show's still trying to find its legs. Um, viewership is growing weekly, which helps. But I had uh, some trivia questions in the middle of the show that weren't working uh, because I just didn't have enough viewers to make that a rich experience. So I put the trivia questions on the side for now, and uh, when viewership grows, I'll uh, get back into some of that maybe. But I've just been focusing on interviews. And uh, speaking of interviews, um, the one that uh, I conducted with you at Contact in the Desert in June is a great interview. And uh, I may put a, an edited version of that on my YouTube channel, but because I'm trying to monetize, I have to kind of closely monitor the language on my YouTube channel. And uh, when my website is finished, I will uh, put that whole interview unedited and uncensored up uh, for people to uh, check out at my website. I wonder why you would have to edit and censor <laughs> Well, you could put it up on YouTube uncensored, just you you don't monetize that one video. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you don't have to monetize all the videos you're trying to monetize. Like if there's some video, say you do an interview with somebody else besides Jiggy, and it's a really good interview, but they drop some f bombs and stuff, and it can't be might not be able to be monetized. You can still put it up and just don't put it up for monetizing. You know that way your viewers and everybody can still get to see it. Okay. Yeah, the website too is work, you know. And but just so you know that you, you know, because we don't monetize. I mean, if we could, I can go back and monetize some older videos. But right. <laughs> you know, because it's your choice to monetize or not. I get it. I see. I don't even know. I'm kind of new to the YouTube game, so I'm not uh, super well versed in exactly how all of it works. Trust me, he knows more about it than I do. I don't know anything about how to kind of get on there. Oh, no, much. Oh, you know more than I do. Either. What are you guys smoking tonight? Uh, Blue Dream and Lemon Headband. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> you know, that's funny, too. I'll tell you, Natasha, because we had discussed that, like, that whole time. Because when I got the contact in the desert, I was so into the vibe, going into talking and meeting people, spending time with Billy Carson and stuff, and certain individuals who I, you know, really hung out with and got to know, but I didn't smoke weed until, like, the third day, and that was the cool thing about Cali, like, I had never been to a dispensary, it's like, I walk up to this dispensary, and they sit you down, and they ask you your ID, and then you wait, and then it's like, Mr. Webb, and you walk in, they open the door, and it's just like, <laughs> like, someone just, you know, it's so beautiful, and it's also a wonderful thing when they just bring it to you. Yeah, you know, that, that's what the guy, because I went to the first dispensary and they were closed, so he said they were doing uh, inventory or whatever. So he's like, yeah, but there's this other place that will deliver it. But I was like, you know, I wanted to have the experience. Like, I wanted to walk in, see what was there, check out the joint, look around. It's like, they had everything. That's what the woman said. She was like, so what would you like? And it was like the price is right and shit. Like, she opened up her hands and everything. was like, you know, we've got this. And she explained everything. And then the edibles. And are you into edibles today? Do you want to cover it? Yeah, like, you want to do Like, I can do whatever you want. Whatever you need is right here. It was such an awesome experience. I'm just, I was, I loved it. I can't, I'm going back to Cali in, what, two weeks? And I'm, I'm listen, I'm not going to wait as long as smoking time. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different scene when it's medicinal uh, here in Arizona where I'm currently uh, it's, it's medicinal and it can be pretty uptight and um, it, it could be uh, uptight or loose in California when it was medicinal but uh, I was recently in Colorado where it's recreational and oh, yeah. just be able to flash an ID and show that you're of legal age and uh, go into a dispensary and not have to do it under the pretense of uh, medicine which Legitimate, don't get me wrong. Right. The medicinal right. use of cannabis is totally legit, but at the same time, I also believe in legalization on the uh, recreational level as well. Right. So you just go in there in a no pressure situation and able to uh, shop around and, and see what the inventory is. It's, uh, that's the way it should be, you know. It's safe, it's clean, you know what you're getting. Yep. And uh, it, it's a lot different a lot of the crap you have to go through uh, in the black market because as we, uh, most of us probably know from long experience, the black market has a lot of pitfalls and uh, can be very problematic at times. And uh, the dispensary system is just safer and cleaner, and I think the quality of the medicine is much higher. Right. And like you said, it's medicine. It should be like going to the, they don't ask you for ID to buy aspirin and shit. I mean, it's medicine. Like you should be an adult. I mean, I guess... You know, from a child standpoint or whatever, but the, the, the experience should just be, you know, go in, get your thing, and move. As long as you're of legal age, you can move. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of paperwork or anything. You just be able to go in and get it. But, I, I, you know, you see as the, the states and stuff more and more start to legalize it, more get behind it. I'm sure the whole process everywhere will get easier. Because even here, we still, I don't think we have one recreational dispensary that's opened up yet, at least nowhere nearby that I know of. So, you know, but as, as the walls come tumbling down, you know, it's, in a manner of speaking, it's becoming much more easier to do it. And it's smart. It's what should be happening. And, you know, the other thing is, like, psilocybin. Like, you know, mushrooms and stuff, you see the push for that, too. You also see that some states are starting to say to use it to treat depression and stuff like that. So the medicinal aspect of that, too, is starting to kind of take hold, and people see the benefits of that, too. And you can see going they're going to legalize that the same way in some of these states. So as as these things happen, I think you're going to see it get easier and easier, and that's just the way it should be. I think that's exactly the way it's supposed to go, and hopefully at some point they'll, on the federal level, just let that go, you know, ease up on that too. And at that point, then, you know, it's, it's kind of it's the, the situation for everybody I think will be a lot better. Yeah, Jeff Sessions is so full of shit. <laughs> uh, they drive me crazy. Uh, I have a feeling that Jeff Sessions may have uh, better things to do with his time than to keep fucking around with uh, people who use marijuana. Uh, the country has uh, real problems that need tended to, and uh, marijuana, in my opinion, is not a problem as uh, long as it's used responsibly and moderately. And I don't think of everyone. Not you know, not everyone's psychedelics. Uh, pot is not for everyone. I, I don't think it's a panacea, but it is most definitely. Not- for millions and millions of people, and uh, this uh, this prohibition is is like a bad joke. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, again, it's coming down. They they see the benefits of it. Just eventually, they, like you said, Jeff Sessions all these folks have better things to do. Well, first of all, they need to focus on the whole opioid epidemic. That's where the money and all the time and everything spent and the energy go. But we also know that I mean that's big business for them. So <laughs> the poppy fields and everything, everything that they right. Fight. 
that's one of the reasons why they don't actually take on the, the, the real elephant in the room. You know, they literally don't want to tackle it the way they should. They kind of throw in band-aids on gunshot wounds and a whole lot of posturing and talking, but nothing is being really done about it. You can, I mean, Boston here, you, there's, there's people all complaining about it yesterday. Like, they literally have a street that just looks like it, it, just people just camped out. Oh, they're using drugs. They're all just sitting there doing They know that's where it's done, but they're allowed to sit there and do it, and nothing is being done about it. Now, they're sending them to a treatment facility that's right there. They leave the facility and go outside and shoot up drugs, and they're not doing shit about it. So that, that's the one thing they don't really want to tackle. They rather fo- focus their attention on shit that doesn't make any sense. But you also see a lot of uh, governors and stuff and even mayors and certain local officials and stuff who are starting to let people go, like throw out these cases and stuff like that, like just throw you know, these cases out. Like why are we still fighting these cases? Why are we still prosecuting these folks on petty crimes and petty marijuana and stuff crimes too? So there's still a good wave of motion that's going in the positive for it too. Absolutely. And I do want to concur absolutely that the opioid crisis is indeed a real crisis, a real health crisis. And uh, it's unfortunate. Addiction is an unfortunate problem in our society. But um, I think as we're starting to understand, addiction kind of transcends even drugs because uh, people get caught up on social media or sex or food or any number of things, and it's really about, in my opinion, the fact that we've kind of evolved as a species to this point, and now that we have <coughs> quick access to a lot of the things that we like and enjoy, uh, it falls upon us to exercise uh, self-control and moderation, and uh, we're not really good at that yet. Yeah. Um Absolutely. I mean, we kind of, again, we throw band-aids on gunshot wounds when it comes to all of us. You know, we just kind of fall deeper and deeper into the Matrix. I mean, we'll just go watch the Matrix. If this isn't the Matrix, I don't know what is. Like, we, we just constantly see folks who, like you said, are addicted to everything. We all, on some level, have some kind of addiction to something. And it's just about trying to learn how to moderate these things and kind of put it all into perspective and not let it overcome the life. Um, a lot of it, too, like even ourselves, it was our addiction is kind of researching this stuff, like trying to find stuff. Like I, I mentioned earlier before we were off air, but, you know, once you kind of go up down that rabbit hole, you open up that door, you know, it's, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole. And once you kind of creak that first door open, and, you know, and you, you look down and you're like, whoa, okay, your first conspiracy or your first, you know, encounter or whatever it is, you know, however you kind of reach that point. Like for you, you know, it started with big Know, for me, it started with a ghost. You know, it started with seeing a, my grandfather, who I had never met, who died before I was born, as a ghost. And clearly seeing this man and talking to my grandmother on the phone, and she showed me a picture of him, and, you know, it started from there. But it wasn't to a point where I had my whole brain issues and stuff, and I've discussed all this with you, um, where it kind of led me down a different path. You know, it kind of turned the light on, and once that light switch goes on, again, like I said, I went down that rabbit hole, and it started to, like, coast-to-coast AM and stuff, and then, you know, YouTube was growing at the time and stuff, so you start to see UFO posts and Bigfoot posts and all these different posts, and it's like all this fringe stuff that people call it, there's something real to all this. Like, somebody got on me on Twitter earlier and said, you know, they were mad because I put up a picture of Agent Orange as an infant, you know, when he got off the plane during 9-11, he had his hands in the air like, oh, this is a victory or some shit. And there's a picture of him as an infant going into, like, a Chuck E. Cheese. And somebody got offended that, you know, uh, politics has no place in the paranormal. I'm like, if you don't think everything is paranormal, first of all, 
politics is one of the most paranormal things because if you really break down everything, where stuff started, what they do, and how these buildings and obelisks are constructed and stuff, the Pentagon, why is it the shape, and they've got buildings that look like swastikas and crazy shit. When you really do the research, you realize that it's all paranormal. And politics is definitely paranormal, and it has a lot to do with the path of our life and what we can and cannot do and how we're monitored and where we're led and where we are right here in 2018 and how there's problems and people don't like these people and people hate these people. And now you're all of a sudden you turn around and they want to make a space force. You know, that's not paranormal. They go and shut down seven observatories, which we were talking about in the news earlier, you know, and supposedly somebody has these images of these ships that came out next to the sun and stuff like that. So if they don't think it's paranormal and politics don't have anything to do with paranormal, they are sadly fucking mistaken. Excuse me if that word offends you too or anybody who's listening who's <laughs> a fan of her. This is kind of how we talk around here, so please don't be offended. But if they don't think that all this stuff is paranormal, they are sadly mistaken. They need, they're not doing research. They're only researching their one aspect of the paranormal, which is normally for most people, ghosts. But that's not it. It's a whole lot of other stuff that is paranormal. You need to research all of it or don't come and tell somebody what is and isn't paranormal. You haven't done your research. Sorry. Yeah. And it's been my, I don't want to get too far off of what you're talking about because I think it's a valid topic. Uh, but I, I had a personal experience myself. I won't name the local chapter, but uh, I went and I stuck my toe in the MUFON pool uh, last year. And... Uh, I found a lot of conservative people uh, in the local meetings, as in they were wearing political T-shirts to the MUFON meetings, and uh, that didn't really well with me. I didn't feel like the meeting was the place to bring your side politics in. Um, but, I, but I think what I discovered, really kind of surprising to me, is like there, there People who are into the paranormal and into ufology, uh, cryptids, and all their stuff, um, they they come from across the spectrum. There are a lot of ex-military people that uh, are in this. There are a lot of ex- or active police officers. And so there are some conservative people as well as very liberal, kind of more on the new age spectrum of things. And then, you know, there are the proponents of psychedelics as, as well as the other stuff. Uh, folks like uh, yourself and me, and, um, you know, there's just a, a wide range of people in those. And that I'm hoping that the paranormal and ufology, all of this stuff can kind of act as an umbrella to draw lots of people from different political backgrounds together, and maybe they can find a way to get along and, and coexist uh, within the realm of doing this research. And uh, maybe learn from each other in that way. Let me just interject there real quick. Good luck. In all my years of doing all this research, people scream about paranormal unity. It's just like in everyday life. No, not every group, not every person can get together and have the same beliefs. And the problem is just clashing. Like they don't understand. If you just don't like something, if someone's saying something in a way that you don't believe, you can intelligently approach them and give them your point of view. And if they just don't accept it or you don't accept theirs, just move on. You don't have to take it personal. So people take this stuff extremely personal, your point of view, how you see things. They don't have your experience. I said this earlier. So, so people get their egos and shit. Yeah, it's, it's not. My job is not to tell you that something is paranormal. My job is not to tell you 
that I saw a UFO. My job is to try to bring it to you. Whether or not you believe, again, whatever, whatever we put out there, we might see something somebody else may not. We might hear something somebody else may not. You're not going to get 100% of people to agree. So I don't even try for the paranormal. My thing is just try to reach the people who are willing to have an intelligent conversation, present their information, whether it be flat earth, whatever. We can have an argument if you want a little bit, but we don't need to argue to the point that we're going to just not ever want to, you know, talk or just go on about your business. I don't really want to argue either. I'd rather have an intelligent conversation and try to get your point of view. Just give it. And most people, especially when it comes to things like flat earth, don't have a whole lot. They give you, like, the basic top ten information that they don't want to give you any more. Then, well, that's it. But the earth is flat. Okay, cool. You're allowed to believe what you want to believe. But, again, just if you want to have a conversation, have a conversation. Psychic, mediums, there's a lot of things I believe in. I believe that so many of these folks who claim to have powers and stuff, it's because it's popular. It's become kind of like a trend to be an investigator, it's become a trend to have an experience, and so many people want to have experiences that they're probably not even looking at the legitimate experiences they have. I, it's just so complicated. So when it comes to unity and stuff like that, I'm like, good luck. I'm just going to keep doing my thing and reach who wants to reach and hang out with us and have a good time and do what we do. And the same thing with yourself. Like, you know, there's going to be people who are just going to be like, oh, no, you're wrong. But I guess, you know, it's not going to stop you from doing it. You know what I say to those people? You know what? You're right. Smile and nod and keep going. Yeah. They're everywhere. Or another one. That may be so. (laughs) I want to go out in the field with you sometime. I want to go, you know, just uh, for one investigation or something, come and get on your crew and and, uh, go do some work with you that way. To be honest, too, I'd like to kind of come to you. I mean, you're in Arizona. See, you so. Did I tell you about the peyote experience I had in Arizona? Um, I think we touched on it at one point. Yeah, so I, I, it was a, an incredible experience. I experience I have a half-alien child and all kinds of other shit, so I don't know how true that is, but um, it was just a really cool place, and I've actually got artifacts. There was a woman who, I don't know if she kind of just fell off the map, but when we first started doing the radio show, she actually lived somewhere in Arizona. I have to go and look at the box and figure out where exactly it was. But she used to go to all these old deserted towns and old um, crazy things. She sent me a box of old arrowheads, different old native pottery and different artifacts she would find in these places. So I've been extremely intrigued with going back um, to that area this morning, the paranormal aspect, and try to you know do some investigating out there. So maybe it might be more at some point coming to you because I, I would love to come out there. Talk about being in the desert. A
Yeah, that's cool. That's working. Oh, oh yeah. we got we got at least uh, okay. Probably yeah. half hour well, before we change it. Yeah. Yeah, like a half hour we have to change it. So whatever. We'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing. We can hear you and everything like that. Having I can change the camera and you guys can keep going. That's true. Still too. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, we keep going. Don't worry. I got going. this. I I I'll do all this over here. Yeah, he's yeah you can only see me doing all the stuff I do. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see everybody else in here. <laughs> So Natasha, so let me um, mysterious forces. Why that name? Why why choose that name? Did you, Natasha. You I'm sorry. Uh, which name? Uh, well, I don't know if Natasha's your name. You maybe have a different name. I'll say the, the the title to your show. Oh yeah, no no no. I just want to make sure I heard you. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I make no secret of being transgender. I'm a proud trans uh, woman. And I don't shy away from that. And uh, everyone's journey is an individual journey. And uh, people um, will select a name that is uh, very closely related to their original birth name was. And uh, some people go far away from that, which is what I did. Um, I just like the I like the name Natasha. I. You know, I've got a sense of humor, and I always thought of uh, Boris and Natasha on the uh, Bullwinkle. <laughs> and I thought uh, Natasha Badenoff was uh, uh, just a cool character, but I didn't name myself after a cartoon, but certainly the last name, Nick. Uh, Nick is the goddess of the night, and uh, she was the uh, mother of Zeus. And within the realm of Nick, everything existed. And Nick was the only other deity that Zeus actually feared. He feared to anger Nick. Within her robes uh, was the night sky and the heavens and the galaxies and the manifest universe. And uh, she was such a powerful mythological person. And it's not an act of hubris on my part to name myself after um, uh, such a powerful mythological person. Person, not that I'm not saying that that's um, me, or, or or trying to imply somehow that I'm deserving of that level of a name. But it gives me something to aspire to, and it's a name that actually meant something to me, uh, something that came from within me, and not just something that was imposed upon me from without. And uh, in the course of uh, transitioning and uh, selecting my name and going through the process that I've gone through, I, I did have an incredible uh, sense of self-actualization. It was so powerful to um, just finally uh, be myself and kind of uh, present myself and interact with the world in, uh, in an authentic way instead of what was kind of a fake way in the past. And uh, so that was the inspiration. Uh, I... I <laughs> I'm not claiming to uh, be a person uh, deserving of uh, goddess status. It just uh, inspires me to have something to live up to. Why, why not? Uh, you are we, you are a goddess. We are gods. You are gods. We are all gods and goddesses. We are. That's one thing we talk about all the time. We could spend an hour, two hours, three hours, breaking all that stuff down. I mean, again, because some people get offended when you say words like that. But just 
do some research. Even Jesus told us we were gods. Even Jesus, you can go look up these words. Maybe if you're not reading your Bible, your Torah, your Quran, whatever, right? It tells us what we are, where we're from, who, if, even if we are the child of God, we are a part of God that makes us God. So to, to, to use that name as much as anybody doesn't understand the power of the name and what it's supposed to, again, inspire you to be God, to act accordingly, to live like a God, but we are not sit on a fucking throne and, you know, worship other, have others worship you and rule over others. That's not what it is. We're supposed to live together. Our energy is supposed to be together. We are supposed to be one, not all this separate bullshit, not all this petty fighting, not all the dumb and poor and everything, the crusades and everything that is still being fought. Again, we are gods and goddesses, so there's nothing wrong with that name. If anybody has a problem with that name, I'm going to go do some research. They have all these smartphones and smart devices. You're listening and watching on these smart things. Don't be dumb. Use them, folks. Don't take our word for it. She tells you she's a goddess. She's a goddess. Understand why. Not because she thinks you're supposed to worship her and start all of a sudden following the mixed religion and go to a mixed church and all that type of stuff. It's because you're supposed to aspire to be great, because we are great. You're saying. No, I, I, in, in terms of uh, each human being uh, carrying uh, some inherent dignity as a spiritual being, and uh, as being a quote-unquote child of God, whatever, however you define the term God, uh, I absolutely believe in that. We, we each carry uh, a spark of time within us. Uh, whatever that means to you, that can mean a lot of different things. And that's why I always try to see that in people uh, who are less fortunate than myself. And I always, you know, I... I I, I make judgments about other people just like everyone else, and I have my foibles, sure, so I'm not uh, trying to pretend like I'm above, you know, even sometimes being guilty of petty judgments or whatever, just like everyone else. But I also try to be very mindful about that and, and always have an awareness for uh, everyone like that. And, uh, you know, I see people that are less fortunate than me, I always try to keep that in mind. And then, you know, when I see people who are wealthy and much more successful, uh, sometimes you can kind of put those people on pedestal or, you know, in your own mind, you elevate them above yourself because of maybe just they have materially or whatever. And that's also a misstep. And uh, so I, I think that focusing on the divine within all of us and uh, focusing on the potential that we all have as beings. And uh, by that, I mean, you know, uh, psychic abilities and uh, other kinds of um, what I consider to be just extensions of human consciousness. It's all valid. It's all there. And uh, it's, it's up to each individual to look within themselves and uh, find that. And, and hopefully we try to find that in other people, maybe not so much within ourselves, but to see that in other people. That would go a long way uh, yeah. towards making a better world. And, and, and to keep going on, but you know, I don't want to be utopian about it either. You know, because at the same time, there seems to be a group of people right now. There really is a clash of cultures in the world, and it wasn't really over 9/11 and the clash between the Muslim world and uh, Western civilization. Um, it's a clash. Uh, between classes and status, I think. And it's a, it's, it's, they're old wars that are still being fought. They they never stop fighting them. 
people been fighting them for a long, long time, and they're still fighting them. They don't know why anymore. It's just one of those things. It's like when you send a, a message to somebody and it gets convoluted by the time it gets back to you. That is exactly what has happened at this point. They're still mad about something that happened way back when, or somebody didn't go along with something, or somebody wants somebody's land, or somebody took somebody's <laughs> land, or somebody's God is better than somebody's God, and all this petty shit. They're still fighting them. They've never stopped fighting them. They just don't know why anymore. They just It's like a video game to them at this point. They can sit up there and shoot drones and shit, autonomous vehicles. They go out there and do killing and everything for them. It's just one big video game at this point. It's Call of Duty. If you ever play Call of Duty, that, I'm, I'm no disrespect to the military, what they do, because they are not by any means toy soldiers. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you watch it, that's just kind of what it's become. Like, it's, 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 it's still doing it. They've never stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree, and it's hard to be one of the people who are uh, looking for some kind of inner connectivity with other people and, and maybe the universe, and, and then come up against these people. You know, and I don't do politics on my show, and I'm not trying to insert politics into your show either, but based on the conversation we're having, I can't help but say you know, a, a Donald Trump, a Jeff Sessions, um, uh, Lindsey Graham, Vladimir uh, Putin, all of these right-wing people all around, uh, you know, they're never going to understand. Like, something drastic would have to happen for those people to open their hearts and open their minds and see some other possibilities. Those people are already completely motivated by greed and greed for power and having power for power to take. It must be intoxicating. I can only imagine what it would be like to have endless cash flow and uh, have people uh, fall at your feet. But I wouldn't want that. I, I don't desire but that. The only, thing I have to, the only thing I have to say is the only thing I have to I, I kind of disagree with is I don't think it's a left-right thing. I think the left is no better than the right. They all, it's, they all have agendas. They're all wealthy not even rich, powerful people, the people on top of those parties. If you look at the left, you say Trump, you can look at Hillary, you can look at their track records and stuff and what they do, the, the stuff that follows these people and everything. We can talk about that for days. I don't think it's a left-right thing. I think it's all the other people who are thinking with their hearts. Oh, well, we have to explain it. Yeah, sorry, we laugh because we, we have a different idea of what the heart is now, but that's a whole other thing. I'll explain that to you some other time. But, <laughs> but that's that, a whole that, other show. They're just smart people like yourself. They're smart people like ourselves. We're not being controlled either way. I'm not, I, I don't care about the left. I don't care about the right. I care about how the whole bird flies, how it's going to fly together, how it's going to accomplish things together. Those are the important people. I don't have an argument for a left or a right person. I'm not for or against either one of them. I don't care. They exist to continue that fight. They exist to continue everybody in the middle of them to continue fighting to pick a side, pick a side, pick a side. Everything is pick a side, pick a side. You don't have to pick a side. You have to figure out the, the, the side that is right is just be in that middle and figure out how to do your thing and spread your light and find other like you said, it's kind of hard to find people who are like-minded and have these conversations, but that's why things like contact in the desert exist. As trivial as some people think it is to spend your money and time to do to go to places like that, the benefit is meeting someone like you. 
us getting to sit down and have a conversation. All those thousands of other people who were gathered there who weren't there to judge, they were there to listen. They were there to have open minds. There are still going to be some people who are skeptic and stuff, and that's fine. But the idea is to have these conferences, these get-togethers, these podcasts, these conversations, these get-togethers, to sit around and be able to talk about these things. And that's how you find other people who are like-minded, how other people you can have these conversations with and not be stuck on politics all day. <clears throat> we can talk about all the other things that come out of that, that paranormal, again, part of it I was talking about. You can sit here and talk about Space Force. Again, why are they shutting down observatories? Nobody finds that odd, not just one, but seven of them at the same time. And they're being federally guarded in Black Hawk helicopters and all this type of stuff. So within all that politics, there's the paranormal. Those are the conversations that we're having, and those are the people I want to talk to. I don't know what other people you want to... They want to have politics conversations. Good luck. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about the other stuff that comes from it. I, I, I get it. And I just want to briefly say I really agree with you. And uh, if I represented myself as being a partisan, I'm not. I, I My viewpoint is very much like yours. Um, I think that there are flaws on both sides. Um, but I'm intensely fascinated by the Sunspot Observatory uh, being shut down. I'm glad you brought that up. And I know that you were talking about it earlier, and I think that the, uh, the ufology community should really focus in hardcore on what is going on, because this is like the first overt demonstration of how the government might seek to control information should some kind of discovery or some kind of uh, some element of disclosure uh, come to the fore. And uh, for them to go in and shut down that observatory down the post office <coughs> and explain to no one, not even local law enforcement, why, what they're doing, what's going on. It's highly suspicious. And the, uh, as you mentioned, the larger network of uh, webcams for some other observatories were also cut at the same time. And uh, it, it, these UFO organizations that have some means, whether they have financial means or investors or whatever, they should be <coughs> Best people to that location right now to investigate what's going on. Um, I, I I feel like it could be really important, and uh, they can only cover this up so much because you know I'm kind of curious as to what kind of silly cover story they could possibly come up with for shutting down that observatory. Well, the idea too is just not just shutting it down. Like clearly there were workers and stuff there. Whatever they were possibly looking at or investigating or hearing or seeing. Somebody would have seen something. So at the same time, they shut it down. What did they say to these people? Like, you know, if you fucking open your mouth, whatever, you know what's going to happen, your family, blah, blah, blah. Is someone going to leak some stuff? And then there's these weird pictures. And, again, I, I can't validate this picture that's circulating on the Internet. Um, it's one individual. You would think there's possibly more people. Because the sun is a highly, highly watched thing. I mean, it's Soho, and then I don't know one's on the front, one's on the back. So it's not like they don't have these, these things that you can literally watch 24 hours a day that are monitoring the sun. So for one person to capture this kind of an oddity, I guess maybe they just have a special camera on that special day and happen to be watching it. I don't know. But at the same time, it's just very, very odd. Like you said, they go in and shut these things down with no information. Something's going to happen. Again, the UFO, the ufology community is extremely large and very powerful. And there's a lot of people who are ex-military, you know, who still have current ties and stuff. Stuff will get leaked out. Let's just hope that by the time it spills it out to us, we actually have some accurate information. 
what the hell is going on. Because it's odd times, too. Space Force and Elon <laughs> Musk and all these rockets and shit constantly being launched. Like, there's a whole lot of activity that people aren't really paying attention to. And even for Agent Arms to be the one talking about Space Force, we're going to have this fabulous Space Force. It's all kind of time. And, again, it, it could be Project Bluebeam. Maybe that's their whole push. Like, you know, uh, let's let's have a little light show in the sky or Jesus or some aliens or something get projected in the sky and they have high-quality sound and it's so real that people, it scares the shit out of them and, who, I mean, who knows what's going on. I, I don't know. It's all really odd. You've got to have to monitor the situation and see what happens and what information comes from it. Uh, I, I'm monitoring that uh, story very closely. I also heard someone uh, give an opinion in their own video on uh, online earlier today that uh, the object that was seen in the photograph was the moon transiting in front of the sun between the Earth and the moon, uh, which which makes sense. But I don't I don't uh, claim to know either way of uh, what the photograph showed. Um, you know, on, on a nuts and bolts level, in terms of science. The moon transiting in between makes sense, but that's also could be used as a very easy excuse uh, to cover up uh, some other uh, real explanation. The moon's a satellite, anyways. Michael Jackson's up there; he's alive. <laughs> he performs yeah. every night. Um, so yeah, whatever with the moon, anyways. They, the moon, when they have the eclipses and all that type of stuff, that's because they're doing maintenance. They're changing light bulbs and stuff. They got to change some big, powerful LEDs and stuff that they use to power the moon. So that's when it eclipses, and when it turns red, it's just a light show. They're like, you know what? I have, look at the moon behind me. See what it's doing? Well, you can't see it right now, but everybody who sees it knows how the show goes. Michael's on the moon. The moon's behind me. It turns different colors. That's what they, they give us a good light show. Let's, let's make a blood moon. It's pretty cool. Media showers are when all the aliens come and go. It's either that or maybe it's soul. Like, because people always say, well, you know, what makes souls? Where do souls come from? Maybe those media showers are actually when the souls arrive, the new souls and shit. And then babies are born throughout the year, and, you know, they get to check out Earth and everything every little time here before we leave and go someplace. So I don't know. Just saying. You know, Diggy's thoughts. But the moon is definitely just, just aliens. They got a casino on the moon. They got a hotel on the moon. Vacation spots. They got indoor pools. They got everything up there. You can play golf on the moon. You can go to movies. Like, all the latest movies that come out here, they're on the moon. They're like, IMAX is nothing. Like, you got to see Moon Max. Like, Moon Max is the shit. Like, when you really sit down there in the movie, it's not even a screen. It's just like, like, like all of a sudden, like, you're there, like, in the, like when they're making the movie and shit, like, you're walking around and shit, like, it's a real experience. Okay? The moon is just some crazy shit. Sorry. I know. I'm just ranting. Kind of what I do. <laughs> just don't uh, sprinkle moon dust into your blunt. Why not? You mean the moon dust? That might be the shit. Like, that might be the ultimate. Uh, you know what? That'd be cool shit if, like, Buzz Aldrin, because he's the last one, be like, you know what? I've been smoking moon dust in my blood. Okay. I even gave Willie Nelson his new dust. That'd be some shit. We don't know. Moon dust might be, that might be the ultimate high. Like, it might, like, take you in mushroom things. Like, or DMT and shit. Yeah, exactly. See, we don't know. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get a hold of some of that moon dust. Well, they ain't giving that stuff out. They taking that shit back. They taking back everything that they gave out from the moon landing. Because now they're like, shit, they figured it out. It was fake. Those guys didn't go to the moon. We've been to the moon, but it wasn't those dudes. We just wanted the Russians to believe those dudes went there. Mhm. That was some, some. That was some dust. They know what that dust was from by you in Arizona somewhere, or New Mexico, one of those places out there, like in the desert, where they could, those those dudes went up in their little ship and everything. And when they got up there, they they just gave them some gas, 
they passed out for a minute and like didn't even realize that they passed out, woke up and shit, and they were like, oh, cool, like this, this mood is awesome. Listen, they don't even realize. You ever see the Twilight Zone episode? It's my favorite Twilight Zone episode. Is when um they basically they send these guys in a spaceship and the spaceship crashes in the desert somewhere and the astronauts don't know that they crashed in the desert and one of them's hurt. And one of them gets desperate. He's like, you know, I gotta survive. I need all the water. Like, I gotta. And he basically, like, they kill each other. And then there's one left. And he walks over the hill. And he walks to the other side of the hill. He sees civilization. He sees like a gas station and a road and everything. What have I done? What have I done? Idiot. I'm telling you, Stanley Kubrick. That's sad though. That we know. Well, that's one thing that's sad though. Because now that we know that he had something to do with even faking. Any part of that moon landing, like maybe just some of the filler where they just like, you know, we fucked up, we need some filler. He he should have got an Oscar. Like he, he's that <laughs> sad that he went to his grave not getting the proper awards and attention for his greatest work. Okay? And I'm not saying all the moon landing was fake. I, I know we've been to the moon and stuff. You know all my beliefs and stuff. I just don't think that those dudes and how they said that happened and that they did, some of it was like, you know what? <clears throat> Why don't we just let them go around the moon and we could just film the rest of it and fake it or whatever? And, you know, really, this shit ain't going down to the moon. Like, if we let these guys go down this little paper thin thing and shit, they're not coming back up. So, the least we can do is let them circle the moon and we'll fake the rest of it and bring these cats home or something. But, yeah, Stanley Kubrick, you know, rest in peace. But he didn't get his best award. That's sad. Uh, Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I personally (laughs) believe that we went to the moon. Uh, I I kind of fall into the school. Uh, I've heard Linda Moulton Howe and uh, some other folks talk about, about some things that Neil Armstrong had said in confidence people that he was close friends with, or uh, that he kind of uh, vaguely refused to comment on what they had seen on the moon. But um, there's a, there's some speculation that the reason Neil Armstrong was so low key after the moon that night, he didn't really seek fame or fortune. He kind of went out and did the publicity tour and uh, he shook hands with folks and all that and they had a few parades. But after that, he stayed very low-key and led a very private life. And uh, people speculate that it's because they encountered aliens on the moon that uh, traumatized him in fashion or maybe he... uh, had a lot of integrity and didn't want to lie to people, so he didn't put himself in a position where he had to lie about what they had to And uh, I also believe that they could have uh, faked some filler footage and some of the photographs just to make it more tangible for public consumption. And also, only to throw the Russians off, uh, I wouldn't put uh, anything past motivations of the United States during the Cold War, we would have done anything to fuck the Soviets over, and uh, we did do everything to fuck the Soviets over, and uh, it just it wouldn't surprise me. So I think there was a little bit of all that going on. I think there was some fake photographs, maybe some footage, and I think that there was a huge cover-up about what the astronauts uh, saw once they got there. I think they were warned off the moon. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. We think that the footage we saw was they were like, oh, shoot, we can't show them what really happened up here. So we'll go with this this footage here that we shot with Stanley and everything like that. Because they landed and they were like, um, yeah, no, don't go with that. Don't yeah, just do something else. And they cut to the other shit. And they're like, yep, 
Here they are on the moon. <laughs> but there's definitely something up with it, so. I I, uh, I had a tour of uh, Kennedy Space Center uh, earlier this year, back in the spring, and uh, it was fascinating. I had a really good time, and uh, it, it was very eye-opening to see uh, objects from the moon, to see the uh, out the uh, spacesuits covered in moon dust, and uh, I, I've always I'm a big fan of the space program. I think that uh, reaching into outer space is one of the highest endeavors for humanity. I think that we're, when we explore space and push our boundaries beyond this planet, I think that when we do that, when we engage in that activity, that we're living up to our highest potential. I agree. My, my problem is that for so long, I thought we were so far behind. Like NASA and stuff like that, like they just underwhelmed me. Like you know, like watching, like the last thing I really was was supposed to be really cool and overwhelming was when Chris McCullough and her crew went up, and I was uh, in high school, and I remember my whole school shut down. Everybody was watching it on TV, and you see this extremely huge, horrible accident happen and failure. And then from that point, it's like, okay, yeah, you guys have launched, keep launching these space shuttles and. You keep launching these satellites, but why aren't you going back to the moon? Oh, we don't have the money. We've got tons of fucking money. Uh, you're just not spending it on something that people really want to see. Like, you did it once, supposedly, and, you know, it was such an incredible thing. And then after that, you know, you couldn't see the footage. They showed it once. It's not like now we can go on YouTube and put up the footage and watch it over and over again and stuff. They showed it once, and it's probably maybe a few times over the years, and then it became accessible to the public. But do you think that you'd want to inspire people to keep doing that, like being an astronaut and stuff like that? Yeah, it's cool to go in space and spacewalk and get and fly around the Earth and the space station and stuff, but why aren't we doing anything else? And now you have all this private sector stuff, the Elon Musk, the Virgin Galactic and stuff, and these people who are putting their own money behind it and stuff, and they become the poster children for it, where I just feel like you guys have let me down for so long. You know, at this point, I felt like, you know, shit, we should have the, the enterprise. Like, we should have been doing something else. Like, you showed me Star Trek. You showed me all this incredible stuff. You know, what happened? Like, you guys have let me down. And even now, still, we're going to Mars. We're going to Mars. We're going to Mars. Can we get to Mars already? And can it not be six months or 18, whatever long it takes? Can we do it with something faster, please? Because we know you guys got this stuff. You know it exists. You know you guys have been working on it for a long time and hiding it. Just let it out. Your Space Force, whatever, that's what it's going to be. That's fine, Agent Orange. Let the Space Force show us the... I think he's just mad because it's probably the USS Obama or some shit. And he's like, no, they can't be the name of the spaceship. We have to change it. It's got to be the Trump. If it's going to be the best spaceship ever to go out there and do the thing, you got to name it after me. I want my own name on it. I think that's his problem right now. <clears throat> he's working to get it changed. Once they change it... Then, you ever see Iron Sky? That was actually, there's a movie called Iron Sky where the, the Nazis were on the moon and the Nazis came back and we were already prepared. Like all, every country already had spaceships and everything, but ours was the USS Obama and it went and fought the Nazis. It's, 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 you've never seen this movie. It was on Netflix. Watch this movie. It's an incredibly well done movie. It's a great sci-fi flick at the end of sci-fi. Go watch this movie, please. But yeah, that was the, the idea. So maybe that was it. Maybe he doesn't like the name of it and... But I just can you overwhelm me at this point? Can you show me a hyperdrive? Can you show me something? Like, can we just do this? Can we take us? Can we take a a, a nice cruise to space, to Mars, and everything? There could be a pool in there and stuff, and movies and bowl and everything, and walk on the deck and everything, and see space 
like enough already. Like we spend money on war and everything. Fuck war. Like stop fighting. Let's go out there and explore. Let's do something. You're right. I think that is what man was destined to do. That we're just far behind, and maybe it is the reason. Maybe when we did go to the moon, and they were like, "Listen, uh, Neil, you three dudes, like, <laughs> they sent y'all like that's money and shit." But anyway, y'all need to go back to Earth and tell your little leaders. Oh wait, you know what? Even better. Let me see your little raggedy ass camera. Hey, look at me real quick. Hey, see me? Don't bring your asses back here. All right? Like you ain't got no business up here. And if you come back, then we're gonna come back down there. We're gonna fuck y'all up again because we already did it a few times. If y'all didn't learn. No, this is the problem, because y'all come up here. Just go someplace else. Y'all want Mars? Go to Mars. We left y'all some relics and some bullshit up there, like, on Earth. Yeah. All the shit you find on Mars. But don't come here. This ain't your place. Keep it moving. So maybe that's what it is. Um, you know, my, my opinion, as kind of a lay person, like, I, I know that they could send someone to Mars. Uh, what people don't realize is... Mars is not six months there and six months back. It's a two-year trip because yeah. uh, they can only send ships from the Earth when Mars and Earth are at their closest proximity. And then they move away from each other. It takes a full two years for Earth and Mars to line back up to where the shot back would be the shortest possible distance back to the Earth. So that's a two-year-round trip. And we don't know how to generate... Uh, oxygen out of an atmosphere like that and uh, you know we could probably build a big ship but I think that we could build a base on uh, the moon and kind of uh, get on our there and, and learn how to exist on another uh, uh, terrestrial body that you know on the moon and then move on from there it, that seems to make the most sense no, I can I can kill just end up I can kill blog talk. What's going on in the chat room? Is it? Uh, we're just having a little bit of technical. Yeah, we're just having a little technical difficulty. We're trying to fix right now. Give us one second, please. You want me to do blo- do that blog talk? I don't know. You tell me whatever you right now. That's the only way I can see it starting to work again. Yeah, we can. I mean, going to do that, do that then. So what was some of the music you were playing at the break uh, before the top of the hour? I was digging some of that. Those are actually some of the artists. Like, uh, I don't know if you... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.